Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Today is the day I set the record straight, okay? Finally. All Finally. right, I'm going to set the record straight. Uh, this is my friend Ali Hassan, if you don't know already. Marco Capato is the guy you're listening to right now. Did you take a picture of this before? I've taken a picture Okay, great, because otherwise I would. Okay, so I want to talk... This is the drink portion. You're coming in hot because the drink is hot. We no, can't wait. Otherwise, we'll have start, a cold. Start. I'm going to talk. Okay. okay? You right. can start. This is okay. So today <laughs> on Eat and Drink, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite drinks, which is the cappuccino. Uh, so just a little – I'm going to try to steamroll through the history. You stop me if there's anything you want me to really sort of touch upon. Cappuccino. Oh, I don't know if you want to give me that liberty. I'll be stopping you every three seconds. Calling the whole thing pretentious, oh, but well, anyway, listen. Yeah, you call it what you need to call it. I'll call it what I need to call it. Ali, so uh, cappuccino is from the war. It comes from uh, ca- cappuccio means hood, right? So a lot of people think, oh, it's because there's a hood. And by hood, you don't mean the ghetto. No, no, you mean <laughs> an actual like little right. red riding hood. Yes. let's say right. Okay. What she was she was wearing a hooded uh, cape or cloak. Yeah. So some people think that cappuccino comes from the fact that a lot of times the foam will have a bit of a hood to it, right? But no, it comes from the war, from the Capuchin, Capuchin order of monks because in the 17th century in Europe, the color of this drink reminded them of the cloaks that they would wear. Okay. So that's, that's where that's where it comes from. What a drab history. What a terrible origin story for such a delicious Are you drink. enjoying that's it? So Did good. I make a good one? All right. Good. That makes me happy. Uh, history would say that the Viennese brought uh, – bestowed the name Capuziner. Capuziner. You should practice these before should, we I start. Huh? What are you doing? Huh? My German is just <laughs> nicht gut. Um, ca- Capuziner, uh, possibly in the 18th century, and it was in these Viennese cafes – in Trieste, when it was going back and forth between Austria and Italy, that uh, the cappuccino sort of came to Italy. And then from there, it became one of the national bre- breakfast beverages of the nation. I'm going to have a little bit because I haven't had any coffee this morning because I was waiting for you. And, so uh, and that goes this. against everything you stand for. It does. Me, right? Coffee is the first thing every day. It has to be. Pretty yeah? much. You pretty ever much. give up coffee? Mm-hmm. And that's not a, an easy task. And me. you're not a, a good person to be around, I imagine, when you do that. Not really. Not really. I get I get the jitters. I get the shakes. Um, so I also want to call something out on the Wikipedia page. They have a mistake. Oh. Wikipedia. Wikipedia has a mistake, an error, if you will. Or what they've done is they, they've, they've done an Americanization into their uh, Wikipedia feed with regards to cappuccino, which I contest. Okay. So already you got me all riled up here this morning. Ali's <laughs> <laughs> just drinking his coffee. You really just... <laughs> You've calmed me down completely with this coffee. Meanwhile, you're peaking right now. Yeah, I'm peaking because in the Wikipedia page, they say two, two, shots, of cappuccino, uh, two shots of espresso. So a cappuccino, for those of you who don't know, is espresso, steamed milk, and foam. And you've got them in almost similar proportions, and if right? Any one of those things are missing. It's sorry, not a it's not a cappuccino. Yeah, if you don't have foam, for example, it becomes a flat white, right? Right. It's no longer a cappuccino. Now, an interesting thing about cappuccinos—I don't know if you've heard this—but if you're in Italy, 
It's difficult to get a cappuccino after twelve noon, and you should never be ordering a cappuccino after twelve、okay. noon, because for Italians, a cappuccino is a breakfast drink, and so you have it with a cornetto. You have this breakfast drink with a cookie or a cornetto, which is a croissant stuffed with Nutella or cream. That's generally, and you'll have it at a bar before、sure. you go to work, right? That's an interesting thing. Like here, when you try to order breakfast, sometimes after whatever it is, eleven a.m., they go, you know, we we've shut the grills、right. down.、Uh, Italy has just shut their entire attitude down towards. It, it just seems unusual. It's like it would be, for example, let's say you go to. It's a, like having a beer for breakfast. It's like flipping it. They're like, oh, we don't really we don't usually have that before. No, because even that would be fine in Italy. Hilarious. But it would be like going to a steakhouse after you have your steak, your salad, your fries, all those things. Ordering a bowl of cereal. Can I have a bowl of cereal? They'd be like, "What do you mean? You just ate all that?" And they're like, "No, no, but I want a bowl of cereal now." Doesn't make sense, right? Sure. sure. That's how I. That's the equivalency、okay. that I bring to it. Okay,、right? that very much doesn't、um, make sense. But if you wanted something like this in the afternoon, you could have an espresso macchiato. Uh, which would be an espresso with a little bit of foamed milk in it, just a dollop of it. Because for Italians, it's like, why would you want to eat a meal and then put this really heavy milk-based drink on top of it? It doesn't make sense gastronomically speaking. Okay, right. So this article in Wikipedia goes on to tell you that it's、um, two ounces, but they do say, well, some people say it's one ounce. What I found fascinating is the World Barista Championship. Which is an annual sort of、uh, championship started in 2000. They judge their cappuccino segment by、uh, let's see the rules and regulations of coffee and milk beverage that should be produced that should produce a harmonious balance of rich sweet milk and espresso. The cappuccino is prepared with one single shot of espresso. Correct. Thank you very much. Okay, that's not you're not contesting that part. Not at all. Textured milk and foam, a minimum of one centimeter of foam deep, hundred percent. Okay. A cappuccino is a beverage between 150 milliliters and 180 in total volume. So this is still what, not hearing any con- contestants. No, that's that part there was fine, but、yeah. within the actual、um, passages that they have written here, it says that it is. Uh, I actually crossed it out here.、Um, <laughs> to, it out. Yeah, I crossed it out because like this. Uh, uh, I'll cap- show you Wikipedia. You, you see that big X? Yeah. A cappuccino is defined today in addition to a double shot of espresso. No, it's not. That's what North Americans have done because it should be a six ounce drink max. So a small cup, a coffee cup, not a mug, but a cup,、uh, six ounces, the palm of your hand, what fits into the palm of your hand, kind of thing, right? Maybe、yeah. maybe both hands, but、um, it. What we've bastardized it to be today is a soup bowl of coffee yeah, and sure, milk, and、right. that's not what that is, right?、Sure. We're、so、also we, drinking it at six p.m. Sometimes you've done a lot of、uh, disservices, and we've disgraced your nation. We, well, you've disgraced the cappuccino, which is something I love. <laughs> all right, so here's my thing: it's like if you're going to get a, and the thing that drives me nuts, it drives me nuts, is you go to all these these cafes and bars, and now they only have the dual. Uh, shots. They、yep. don't have the single shot. Many places I go, I want a single shot of、uh, cappuccino because I know what they're going to do, and I want a small. Right? And they're like, "Oh, we only have double shots." Really? I、and、didn't I, know they. I thought they could still have the liquid come out of only one of those. Nope. Arms. No. Nope. And I went to one place, and he's like, "No, no, but I can make it a single for you." And I watched this dude make it. I should say, bro, because he was a young guy who was、yeah. really bro. And he's like, he, he hits the machine, the coffee's coming out, 
And then midway, he stops it. So it's coming out of two, like a double, a double yeah, spout, yeah, yeah. and he stops it. I'm like, what, what, what do you? He goes, that's a single shot. I go, no, 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 that's not a single shot. You stopped a coffee halfway because no crema was produced on top of the espresso. How can that be a single? I went, I like my head flipped off the neck. I don't think you want to hear this, but I'm going to write you into a sitcom one day. Please. Your character. Mm. That guy, that purist on so many different levels is going to be and, – and, you know, the, the the crowd who's watching will be divided. Some people yeah. will be like, fucking lunatic. And other people will be like, he's right though, you know. No. I'm right. I know I'm right. I know I'm right <laughs> because this this speaks to my entire body. Like when you have a great cappuccino – I'm not saying the one I made you was a great cappuccino. Aren't you? I loved it. Well, it's decent. It – I – I hazard to say this. The best cappuccinos are always going to be at a bar that has a proper espresso machine. This was made from a Bialetti, which is a stovetop uh, mocha that makes the <sighs> yeah How that makes the you. coffee. And then I had to use a machine to froth the milk rather than a wand that blows hot air in, right. to make the micro bubbles, which is the foam. Right, right, right. right. I mean, I've been drinking bastardized cappuccino my whole life, so what do I know? I thought this was great. But, you'll but n- I don't like the cereal bowl of cappuccino. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. See? I don't even know. I, I, I don't have that sense of purity, but I'm like, this doesn't feel right. Intrinsically, feel- you knew. I know as because chef, it, this is not a, a European a, vibe, yeah. right? It's, it's never uh, portions like this. It's never this kind of thing. Now, have you ever been to Italy? I have not. Okay, so this is a fascinating thing that my, I, I experienced with my wife when we were in Italy. We were driving from Milan to Rome, and we would pull over to these um, what they call uh, auto stops or auto grills, which are like little um, – Little like you know pull off stations. I don't know what you would call them. Sure, where you can eat and get gas. Yeah, yeah, like an on route, right? Yeah, so yeah. Service route, station. Uh, yeah, service. Station. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a service station. An on route is specific to the province. Of you Ontario. took so long to get there. I thought this was going to be a real fancy thing. You're uh, just talking yeah. about a classic service station known all around the world. Thank you. Okay, good. In Italy, they call them auto stop or auto grill. And um, I'm translating back and forth from Italian, so it's it's messy. And this is my first coffee. Okay, enough with the excuses. So we pull over to one of these things, and I said to my wife, "We got to pull over before twelve because if you order a cappuccino after twelve, you're going to look like the tourist I'm embarrassed of." Right? She yeah. goes, "No, I promise you, Italy, I will not drink it after 12. Truth be told, here I drink them whenever I want. Of course, but there I respect the culture. Right? Okay. I respect the, I respect the system. So we pull over. She gets a cappuccino. She was like, she she had like almost a tear in her eye. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like. I don't understand how at this service station I've had the best cappuccino of my life. She's like, I can't understand it. She goes, if we went to a service station in our country, you would not get a fantastic coffee like this, right? I said, well, because if they serve anything less than, Italians won't go there, right? Because they know what a cappuccino should taste like. Likewise, I think there's food items that we know what it should taste like, and if it doesn't taste right, we're like, mm, that's not that's not how we do it. Yeah, bloody Caesar, which was two episodes ago. Like, if we would know, if I served you a bloody Caesar that wasn't a bloody Caesar, and I tried to mask it as one, you'd be like, get this away from me. Yeah, agreed. So there's that. I would say this. This is my numbers for for the uh, cappuccino, in case you're wondering. So. About an ounce of espresso, which is uh, 25 milliliters, and then about two ounces of steamed milk and an ounce of froth. 
which is the micro bubbles one in the to milk. two to one. That's how I that's how I like to okay. get it, and that's how I like to make it, and that's how I made that one there. And if I get a two to two to one, I'm a heathen and a cretin who doesn't deserve to live. Or where's your flexibility on this? One? Uh, technically, you're having a double cappuccino, yeah. which I don't really believe in because ca- for us, a cappuccino is a cappuccino. Cappuccini is the plural. If you and I were going to a bar, I would say to the bar the barista, I would say due cappuccini per favore in one cup. No, no, that would oh, be two would cappuccinos, two cap- one, for one for me, one for you. One for you. Okay, got would it. I say doppio cappuccino? No, because it sounds like I'm an idiot, right? Okay. Like a double, <laughs> like like he's like you. Either you get a cappuccino or you don't. Well, I always get a double espresso. Right, I always that's get different. An Americano with two. That's with two. different. I always get it's. I just need that a little extra punch. That's right? different. Now I could say to the barista, I could say un cappuccino con due espresso. And with two espresso, and right. he'd probably get it. He probably. I don't do. know why you're talking in Italian to a white guy who works in Toronto at a at a as a barista, but good for you. Listen, good for, <laughs> I don't know why we we weren't in Italy together. You were talking about down when the road we, when we go. So when God I say willing. these things, you'll be like, God okay, I, I know we had that episode. I, I, follow, get what I will never be the embarrassing <laughs> tourist. I will learn half the language before I go. Anyways, that's my my ode to the cappuccino, which I love so much. And Your passion you, was on full display, listen, Marco. Good for you. Good I just go you. crazy when I go places and I'm like, do you guys make a good cappuccino? They're like, yeah. And they make a, a swan kissing a dolphin. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't a cappuccino. It's a bowl of milk <laughs> with some coffee in it. Oh, I want to take a picture of your face oh. right there where you're like, oh, thank you. This is good. I also need to set the record straight on something else. I apologize for the Again, sound that you apologize. heard on the Hangover episode. We were dealing with new mics. I was blindfolded. I screamed. You screamed. There was no ice cream involved, but it was a it was a editing mess. And I'm sure people who listen to like their ears got blown. I'm sorry. That's just what happened. Things will get better the more I learn these mics. So apologies there. I don't know if it's the mics. I think things will get better once you learn how to control your own passion. I'm blindfolded. Control I got it right. Control. I it's got control. it right. I know. That's a big deal. I was happy for you. It sounds like I'm in but tears. It's control. I, I, I know. Look, there's a lot of things I have. Self-control is not one of them. I, uh, buddy, this is a great way to start. Like we're usually – we're wasted at 1030 yeah. in the morning with some like <laughs> – whiskey, gin, <laughs> vodka concoction. This was amazing. We can only get together when we can get together. And many, most of the times that's it's early morning. in the morning. Yeah. Or like that's yeah. by the time we start recording, 10 in the morning. And uh, and timing be damned, you're making a goddamn grappa cocktail oh. if that's what you're making. <laughs> this I like. I'm also uh, – I don't want it to sound like I have a hangover, but uh, I do have a hangover. That's I don't like want it to third sound time, like – third episode in the row. I, look, here's the thing. I have a <laughs> – <laughs> okay. It's not technical. It's because I, if I'd slept another hour, I wouldn't have had Fair. one. Okay, okay. But then I get up to come and see you. A lot of this hangover is your fault. Uh, You're the problem. Well, I don't have a problem. You're the, the problem. problem. Okay. Uh, but I, I was like hanging out with problem. some of my friends from uh, from Montreal, and I, I was just thinking about that's this all you got to say. I was with buddies say, from right? Montreal. It doesn't matter. My friend is a musician. He has his oh, recording studio. <laughs> it's our man cave. We sure. go and it's just the most, you know, listening to music sure. and like he's on the guitar and showing us some new riffs he's created. We're having some drinks. I leave at one thirty, So I stopped drinking at midnight. Okay. It's one thirty. I'm like, I'm going to go. There's five of us. Right. I'm pretty sure the other four are going to – I'm going to hear a chorus of guys going like, oh, okay, you know what? I should go to. All of these people work. They all have jobs sure. that start between 8 and 9 in the morning. 
Not only did I not hear the chorus of I'm leaving too, everyone was like, already? <laughs> this is a weeknight. This is the middle yeah. of the week, 1.30 in the morning. So anyway, that's my Montreal that's what happens. That's that's the crew. We just I'm, like to enjoy our lives. I'm going to ask what people are thinking. What were you drinking? Uh, rum and uh, rum and the rocks, and Yum. then the rocks ran out. Okay, and then it was just uh, rum with some cold soda, okay. and then it was just rum. Neat, neat. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's it great. wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. We were all right with it. Uh, one of my friends promised beer and then uh, had a change of heart. Didn't deliver. Didn't deliver. So wow. we had two bottles of rum between the five of us. Did they deliver we the didn't rum? Finish. Yeah, the rum oh, was great. Oh, no, but did they deliver the rum instead of beer? They did. Okay, they well, did. That's, that's yeah, very yeah. respectable. That was their okay, change of heart. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, next week episode is going to be our Valentine's Day episode. It airs mm. on Valentine's Day, folks. Speaking of joie de vivre. So, yes. <laughs> Speaking of hangovers, huh? Get wasted. It's Valentine's. Do you have your Valentine's Day uh, meal or uh, gift prepared we, or, or figured out yet? I purposely uh, miss Valentine's and I uh, – the day after Valentine's. Oh, I love 15th, this. The 15th is the day where I uh, profess my love for my girlfriend now – then girlfriend, now wife. Right. Because I was like, we can't have it because it was just – she would visit me in Montreal and she was just – there, so I right. couldn't. I didn't want to do this over the phone, but she was also going to be there on the fifteenth. I'm like, I'm not going to have Valentine's Day be a special day in our relationship. That's garbage. So, great. so on the fifteenth, I always try to do something. You know, if I didn't cook, yeah, I would make her a fantastic meal. But to make her a fantastic meal is something I do mm. numerous times a month anyway. Sure. So I have to go above and beyond. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do. If I did nothing, she would still be cool with it. But I I think I, I got to do something. That's nice. That's do something. I hate yeah. going out on Valentine's Day. Of course. Because what it's a the, nightmare. It's the busiest day in the restaurant world. Yeah. I think that and Mother's Day are the yeah. two busiest days. And it's always a mess. It's always a madhouse. You never get right. You never get the meal that you get on other days because they're cranking them out. Sure, they, sure, they, sure, sure. Our Valentine's of, Day special yeah. meatloaf shaped like a heart. Go fuck yourself. And you know what a heart looks like? It's so expensive to like the jack of the prices and and as they should because it's so busy and you've got to have a reservation and all that stuff. I avoid it like the plague. Well, there's another element too, Marco. I mean, yeah. I think you'll agree with this and you might not because you're not always agreeable, but the, one of the most <laughs> horrible people in the world is that flower man or that flower lady in the restaurant oh. and in the clubs, right? There are very few women left in this world who are uh, <laughs> overwhelmed uh, with a sense of like uh, gratitude if a man buys that flower. That single rose. That single rose. That is right. not going to last right? more than two days. Right. Yeah. Also, it's like it's the most uninspired thing. Like, oh, honey, how thoughtful. You shouldn't have. Yeah, no, it's there's no thoughtfulness at all. It's like this guy made me feel awkward. He was here. Yeah. It's a dollar. You know what? I'll do this. Like you, meant, you went through zero effort for yeah. this. But I feel like that describes Valentine's Day as a whole. Yeah, that's great. Like this analogy. is all artificially created. Mm -hmm. There's no thoughtfulness. It's forced upon us. Now we're going to this place. I don't know. I'm going to tell you February 15th. Everybody do it on the 15th. I like that. Screw I like the that. day. Stick it to the man. Cupid, Cupid can suck a fat one. I'm not, I've got no. I got no. Uh, a fat piece of chocolate. I don't know. Whatever. What whatever. You can <laughs> suck something fat. That's fair. That's fair. I always said, you know. Uh, Valentine's Day is called Saint Valentine's Day. Yeah. So it's named after a saint, right? So really, the only people who should be celebrating Valentine's Day are Catholics. 
There you go. I used to do that in my stand-up, right? Are you, uh, are you ready to talk about a podcast that you're going to do? Yeah. That is related to yes. what you just said to me? Yes, yes. I have a podcast that just started on the first. The third was our first episode. So uh, we're kind of like between six episodes right now. It's called Saint Your Podcast, where uh, I talk about the saint of the day on Sundays after church, whatever time that is. And we just call bullshit on things that we think are bullshit about the saint. And we talk about the saint, the things we think are cool. And we sum up whether or not we think the miracles were enough to make that saint so a saint. And if you're listening to that and going like, who the hell is going to listen to that? Yeah. Let me tell you something. There is a podcast called Blink 155, something like this. Okay. And uh, what they do is these two guys go through every single Blink-182 song. Oh, There's 155 songs in, <laughs> in the whole catalog. Right. And every episode is uh, devoted to one Blink-182 song. They, they you know, dissect it, mock it, uh, humor it. And that has a lot of listeners. So, my friend, I have a lot of hope for you. Saint and there's podcast. a market for what you're doing. And there's people who are going to love what you're doing. Plus, you're coming at it from a from a comedic angle. Yeah, so and that, that should that? be underlined because it's not for people who are religious. Just In they, fact, like, uh, don't, quite the opposite. Yeah, if you are offended by any, you know, cause of religious sort of comedic whatever. Yeah. I always say this. I think all the major deities, gods, whatever you want to call them. Can suck a fat one? No, no. no. I okay. think they were probably really or are probably like the best Pretty chill. sports and they probably like to laugh and they probably swear and they probably have a good time. Like <laughs> think of your best buddy and just times it by two and that's probably who Jesus was. That's not funny. this – I know. I won't. This is a food podcast. I'm not going to go into it. But listen to Saint Your Podcast if you want me to hear me talk like that. All right. If it is a food and drink podcast, let's go to the food. Enough with this drinking. Let's eat. All right. And we're back. It's like we were never gone. And today, uh, I just feel like the weather and the time of year was right for this uh, because I'm going to get into other ingredients that build from this. Oh. And what this is, is broth. Oh, just broth. Da, 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 da. Oh. Broth or stock, stock or a bouillon. Now, there's a little bit. Let's get this out of the okay. way right away. People often talk about broth and stock as though they're synonymous. Effectively, they are now. They weren't meant to be. So what happened was that stock was meant to be the more uh, gelatinous um, uh, liquid. Okay. Taking um, taking the liquid out of the bone. bone. Okay. You boil bones for uh, – not boil, but you simmer bones for, you know, four to six hours. Right. You're going to get that marrow. You're going to get that gelatinous thing. Then what happened is people started making vegetable stock. There's nothing gelatinous. Right. In the vest. So then stock, stock. The gelatinous part kind of got uh, a little, you know, murky. And then – Bone broth comes out. Right. And they're calling it bone broth. If anything, it should have been called bone stock. Probably doesn't have the same alliteration. Right. The same sexiness in the, in the term. Sure. So they called it bone broth, even though that is what stock was. So would it be safe to say that anything vegetable should be called broth and anything bone-based should be should called be, stock? But we are now in an era where it doesn't matter. That's how I feel. I know okay. there's some purists out there who are very upset. Uh, they're upset. I'm a little you upset. Yeah. With, you know, the bowl of cappuccino. It's that kind of thing. Mm. But I, in my never mind, a bowl of cappuccino. never a bowl okay. of cappuccino. But I think in my mind at this point, stock and broth, they they go together. Okay. You know, we, we're okay with that. In the end, uh, we went to um, 
I went to the internet. There's a guy named Marco Canora. Are you okay with me talking about other Marcos? Yeah, How yeah, do you feel yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. He was the, uh, <laughs> Let's see he what was the this chef buddy has Brodo. to say. He was the chef okay. of Brodo. Brodo, yeah. Brodo in, yeah. in, in New York. Mm-hmm. So he, he even admits that bone broth is essentially stock. At first, it kind of sh- short-circuited his brain. Uh, but what happened was with these wellness and paleo trends, stock started being called bone broth, and, and then we've all sort of had to come along for the ride. Okay. You know? So broth, you know, it's like if you're not making – I'm going to call it stock. Let's start okay. with we'll – let's just it say stock. stock. Okay. And, and then now I under, you understand what I'm talking about, umbrella term I'm yep. using here. If you're not making this at home, I mean you're you're missing out – on one of the most incredible things in the food world. Okay. Here's here's what what I would do once upon a time. Level of difficulty. Level of difficulty is uh, on 10 between 1 and 3. Okay. So there you go, folks. Pay attention. 1 and 3. What did you used to do? What I used to do, I mean, I used to be very complicated about it. I used to, we had we had bones in, you know, like veal or, or lamb or, or, or beef bones. Mm-hmm. I would roast the bones. You know, I was trying to be some kind of yeah. a French chef in sure. my mind. So I was roasting the bones. Like a shank? Like yeah 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 big chunks like that big yeah. like the leg the the, the shank the, and I would roast it and then I would take that roasted bone and that would go in water and it would have to be with you know onions uh, leeks carrots God forbid I didn't have the leeks anyway right. I've come to realize that there's so much flexibility and I didn't have to be that guy right I really didn't have to be that guy so let me give you the basic okay let me give you the basic I love it vegetable broth or vegetable stock sorry I said I'd use stock when we it's use okay vegetable stock toughest thing is uh, is is the chopping of the vegetables right okay onions carrots celery leeks if you want that's those those are great ingredients okay all right in in a pot of water, um, you can add aromatics. Uh, sorry, uh, herbs. You can add like cilantro, the stems of cilantro. What I do is uh, when I get kale, I take the ribs mm-hmm. out of kale and I put those in the fridge. And then every week I'll make vegetable stock using those kale ribs. Oh, great. Yeah. When I peel carrots, I wash the carrots well first. Yep. Then I peel the carrots. I save those carrot peels as well. Um, So there's just so many different things that you can use. You know, the only thing that comes to mind that maybe you don't use, don't use beets in your broth. Uh, don't use zucchini. Zucchini can make the broth a little bit bitter. Yep. Otherwise, you're off to the races. And beets are just going to color it a weird color. Is that why? Uh, no, or or is, flavor? You know, this is just the vegetable we're talking about. Right, right. Fair. So so for that, any vegetables, I put big chunks of ginger. You can put garlic yep. in there. Garlic for you sure. Can put, um, or you, can, you can have it very clean yep. or you can get kind of a, a dirty one. Yep. A lot of people do not salt their broth. They say do not salt. Oh, it really? You could ruin something later that will need salting. Personally, I don't enjoy the flavor of a broth without some yeah. salt. And I know that I'm salting, so I know that I won't salt it as much when it is in uh, another dish. Later. I think. I think too. The perception is because if you buy stock. Let's say a Campbell's or whatnot. There's so much sodium in that right. that people are like, "Don't salt it. Don't make it as salty as those right. those Maybe. people do." Because it's like just they're masking it with salt or MSG. Yeah. Some of some this people. This is not a masking operation no. here. This is a highlighting. Yep. Once the salt goes in, is when you can taste the other flavors. Because right? the broth or the stock is what 
is the base that sort of my friend yeah the foundation thank you the foundation you. of so much so that's a vegetable stock as i said it can be just a few vegetables it can be many vegetables the only thing i say you really should have in there is some kind of onion if it's mm-hmm. green onions if it's leeks okay. if it's onion, just have some kind of onion otherwise you know it's like the kitchen sink kind of thing yeah. use stuff from your fridge that's not going to use you have a couple of mushrooms left what are you going to do with two mushrooms just you know when you have a party yeah. And they bring that uh, crudite uh, thing. Yeah. And you're left with all these vegetables. Absolutely. And you're like, I'm not into – What am I going to do uh, with like I've got three so... pieces of green pepper, or seven nobody pieces touched of radish? The cauliflower, nobody touched or, the cauliflower. Or no, the, actually, the, the radish is the one that people avoid, yeah. right? And yeah. you're like, I got all this stuff. Make stock. Make stock. Make stock, folks. Make stock. Make stock. Then the other, the other level is now uh, increasing in level of difficulty by very little. A smidge, if you will. Chicken bones. Chicken stock. Chicken bone. Now you're making a chicken stock. Okay. Again, just onions, carrots, celery, if you like, with chicken. What do I do? I also add cloves. Yes. I'll add sometimes a half a cinnamon stick. No. Again, with the ginger. Don't be like that. I'm just, that's not Buddy, for me. It depends where you're going. It depends I guess, where you're going. I guess. You enter your house and you have the smell of like star anise and clove right, and right. chicken. It's like, hey, somebody making pho? Somebody yeah. making pho? Yeah, in okay, home? fair. It's a very fair. welcoming scent in the house. Now, what are you going to do with that after is is important. You're going to put that in like some Italian casserole? Maybe not. Right. Not with these right, sort, okay. right? So sure. it depends what the end destination is. Yeah. The end destination. Yeah. So what we do is we freeze. That's the other reason why there's no reason anyone should not be doing this. You can freeze stock easier than you can freeze anything. At any given moment, I have a minimum of three uh, one liter containers of frozen stock. Amazing. It'll say vegetable on it or it'll say chicken or it'll say beef. So the most complicated is maybe the beef. And But and hang on. Will- okay. Let's go back to chicken for a yeah. second before we go to beef. Um, the bones. When you're talking bones, do you mean like the carcass? Let's say, let's say we carcass. had – one of those bubble chickens from the grocery store. Yeah. Uh, you know those ones that are like in bubble wrapped. Absolutely. And you, you've torn it apart. You've eaten everything you want. And now it's just a carcass is left. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Now, the best case, the best, the best case. thing you can do, buy an organic chicken. Sure. Because if you want to withdraw the best nutrients out of, of the bones, right? If you can do it, if you can afford it, if you're mm. so inclined, organic chicken is the way to go. Chicken and neck, throw that chicken, chicken neck. neck throw so much the flavor. chicken neck yeah. in the stock yeah. is a glorious thing. So the other thing about chicken is, you know, the, the other day we did the chicken tinga recipe yes. here, right? So look that up. If you haven't listened to that episode, it was so delicious. That was an organic chicken that I basically what I did is I boiled that chicken in water, a half, half the way up the pot. Mm-hmm. I put the chicken in. In that water, some cumin seeds, a cinnamon stick, um, some cloves. And uh, maybe a couple of crushed, you know, smashed uh, garlic cloves. Yeah. So that chicken was now steamed and that chicken went on to be sort of ripped apart. Sure. And, and, and ma- I made the tinga. But because of the fat, the skin of the chicken and yep. all those pieces were there, the neck and all the cartilage, this was now a very fatty, flavorful broth. And that broth, my friend, is what you Oh, yeah, snap. That's what I brought in today. I didn't bring in the broth. Okay. But what I did make is, as we call this, the foundation. Yep. It's a foundation because any soup you make, yep. any curry you make, yep. any stew, uh, casseroles, and rice pilafs or Palau's, depending on what part of the world you're from, or Palau, depending yes. if you're from the West Indies. So I made a rice with a chicken broth, and I want you to and taste s- this. So many dishes require broth in it or stock in it. They'll say, add 
Add a, uh, you know, a cup of chicken stock. Add a right. cup of this. Add a right. cup of that. And you're like, oh, I wish I had some. I I had Do that. I have to buy the one in the in the carton exactly. and use that as exactly. opposed to my own? And that is uh, an option, but I really don't think you should go there. We all have vegetables in our own. We, we, if we're eating meat, we have the bones there. And it's just so easy. And you can label on each one. You can st- you can save a liter. You can save sure. a half liter. You can save a cup. This is – I mean, for me, this is an essential part of your freezer. Right. So this is fantastic. So what I'm having here is rice with peas and – Yeah, so it's basically uh, a palau. So rather okay. than using uh, water in mm-hmm. my rice, I used uh, – basically, I saute a little bit of butter. I didn't need a lot because this was also already the fatty chicken uh, stock, gelatinous mm-hmm. chicken stock. And then I sauteed uh, a little bit of garlic, some some lentils out of a can, just a few tablespoons of that, sure. and some green peas, frozen green peas. Added the soaked rice to that, filled that up with uh, stock as far as it went, as much as I had. Added a little bit of water to that, let it steam, and you've got all that flavor. <clears throat> it brings a tenderness to the rice in particular that isn't always there when you just cook rice in water. Yeah. Uh, there's a softness, there's a suppleness to it, the flavor. There's something about fat. You know, there's something about a fat stock, a stock that's fatty that just – there's so much flavor there. Absolutely. It's just heaven. Like it's just a really, really, really delicate, food. flavorful uh, foundation of uh, flavors. Yeah. If I can and- use an F anymore in a sentence, I don't know how. <laughs> My my reluctance on stock was uh, was only one thing, which is that it's trendy now, right? They say that men over 40 should be drinking bone broth for weight loss and this kind of stuff. That's not where I'm going with this. Okay. If that works, great. I have no proof of that. But sure. if it works, amazing. But what a great benefit that would be to guys like you and I yeah. on top of the fact that it is so flavorful yeah. and amazing. This is great. Okay, so the only thing you didn't mention, because I stopped you halfway through, is the beef broth. Yes. Or the beef stock. What what would you tell so us I about that? I mentioned that when I'd go like total, like high level of difficulty, I would roast the bones. Okay. So I would take bones that were already used and then I would like basically bake them in the oven for an hour to like sort of intensify the flavor around them and then put those in stock and then reduce it. And, redu- and it was an incredibly flavorful beef, beef broth. But you don't need that. Okay. You can just take bones. I'm, my, my, my mouth is watering like crazy right now. Did you have some? I did have some. Because it's fantastic. Yeah. I did have a spoon of it. And uh, and I also had some yesterday when I made it. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so versatile. Such a staple in the kitchen. Uh, freezes well. Yeah. I've even heard of people freezing them in ice cube trays so that they can just sure. grab a little bit at a time and throw it in whatever they're making. Um, I wouldn't do that myself because it just seems like a pain. Listen, you do what what's right for you. Do you freeze wine in ice cube no. trays? I've heard about that as well. No, no. no, you wouldn't do that, right? No, because I don't serve wine with ice. What? You serve wine with ice? No. They they put it in ice cube trays oh. to then flavor uh, gravies oh. or, or other yeah. – <laughs> I thought it was to put in a glass of no, with uh, with wine. No, no, we're not talking about savages. We're talking about monsters. <laughs> we're talking about normal human beings who do this. I've never done it, but people just need a little bit of wine sometimes um, in a in a pasta sauce, for example. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you do that. I don't know. How Open you a bottle of wine that. is what we do, right? And then finish it all. And then as finish well. it, right? right? But that's my then... that's the way I I, I work my <laughs> systems. Oh, this is great! And can you add wine to your stock? Speaking yeah, of a little, wine, a little white wine, why not? A so. bit of why not? Like a cooking when you make sherry? risotto, when you make risotto, yeah. right? It's often white wine is in yeah. there too. You can do that. You yeah, can do a why lot not? of things. Yeah, be flexible, be open. This, but this definitely, is great. 
stock. I mean, I can't, I cannot stress it enough. Mix. If you have recipes for stock with ingredients that I haven't spoken about, I alluded to mushrooms a little bit, but a, a good mushroom stock is, uh, oh my God, so fantastic. Parsley uh, for me yeah. is a thing that I would put in my stocks. Of course, yeah. of course. And that's like, again, sometimes you're using the parsley leaves. You're not using the stems. No. The stems is what I put in that one container in my S- fridge. Celery. Celery, sure. I mean, celery. Not all of it is delicious and edible. There's and a lot of like, you, garbage. You buy a huge celery. stock to yeah. make a Caesar. You're left with so much celery. Finocchio. Fennel. Yes, fennel. Your fe- that is another perfect example of something you can't eat all of the fennel. No. There's the fronds. There's the base. There's, a- there's those little There's those little um, tiny leaves or those like what the do fronds. you call it? Oh, fronds? those fronds? Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Come on. Work with me well, here, I didn't Marco. know that was a frond. Les fronds. Okay. Uh, oh, was that? Oh, it's French. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. It probably is. <laughs> And, um, yeah, there's just a, a lot of stuff. If you're doing great stuff with stock, write in. Let us know. Love to hear about it. Make stock, not war. Yes. There yes. You go. There you We're go. getting the T-shirts made. All right. All right. Now for a uh, a, a fan favorite okay. and a personal favorite segment I'm, of ours. I'm going to try – you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually pre-lower my mic. In. I'm not saying I'm going to get it right. I'm but... telling you. You're not going to get it right Okay. Today. okay? You don't know. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. We'll leave guessing, we'll leave messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? Okay, blindfold is on. You're looking great. Thank looking you. great, in case you were wondering. Okay, so uh, here we are. Today, I've got some good news. It's something I can actually put in your hand. Oh, my God. Like, How do you like that? I don't huh? know. I... Uh, what I will say is don't eat all of it. I'm going to put some of it in your okay. hand. I'm going to put this in your hand, all of it in your hand. Okay. I feel like I'm at church eat all of them. waiting for communion. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 What did it feel like, bud? You know what it felt like? You know um, nerds, those little nerds uh, candies that you get? Yes. It felt like sure. that. Oh, like it I felt wonder, like I wonder if that's what it I is. I doubt it. I tell you be like Why don't you... I just stopped at the at the gas station and picked up some <laughs> There might be days where that's needed. Oh, it has a Oh, it has a lovely, wonderful smell to it. Kind of sweet. Um I'm going to put them in my mouth. Oh, they're they're hard little stones, tiny tiny little stones. And that's why I told you not to put a bunch in. Yeah. Okay. Imagine I just picked up stones from your garden and that's what it is. <laughs> Guess which type of stone, Marco? You think you're so good? Okay, they're seeds. Fennel seeds? They have a fennel flavor to them. They have like that kind of sweet um, flavor to them. They're not. They're not. They're they're small little seeds, um, and they have like a. The, this this you would use. To flavor something. You wouldn't just eat them like this. They're not a topping. They're not something like – they're not sesame seeds you'd put on something. They're, they're like fennel seeds is what I want to say. Um, oh, and they're hard. They're crunchy. I don't think some fennel seeds are that that hard. They're like little stones. Mm. Maybe you put them in a mortar and pestle and, and – oh, man. Okay. They're not cumin seeds because cumin seeds are a little bit more – Cumin seeds are a little bit more uh, o- oval or, or long. These are kind of more rounded, I think. They're hard like little stones. The people want an answer. Okay. Well, they're, they're a savory vegetable seed. It's not anise seeds. I know it's not because they're softer. 
this is a harder oh man it's a one food item it's a seed of some sort i'm gonna say it is a that's not fennel seed this is where like you've you, gotten it each time at the end. You kind of sound like you're giving up and then you uh, get it. So I'm, I'm not I'm, – Okay. It's not – okay. I can't picture it in my pantry, my pantry sort of uh, herb and spice rack. I can't picture it in there. Um, so it's, it's, it's a more unusual one. Um, oh, man. Okay. I'm just going to pick something because I can't think anymore. Um, it's um, – it's a, uh, I don't know, celery seed. That's celery what. seed is not a bad guess. Okay. It is seed called a fenugreek. Oh, fennel. You're halfway there, oh. huh? Fenugreek oh. is a is a plant. You know why I yeah. did this? You want yeah. to know why I did this? Because I think I, I did this for our listeners okay. who are sick of you yelling hysterically oh, into man. the mic triumphantly. Oh. All right, fenugreek oh. is a. Uh, is something we use both in the seed form and in the plant form. A lot of it in the Indian cooking. You see it in Turkey. Uh, apparently, the Greeks had a name for it. It is. Um, it's used when you're pickling things, vegetable dishes, dolls, spice mixes. It can sure. actually be used in a spice yeah. mix. Uh, one of my favorite dishes is called alu methi. Alu is um, is potatoes. Yes, methi is fenugreek. That is the that okay. is the use of the plant. So it's like this green. It's almost like a spinach potato, like uh-huh, alu okay. sog. But this is methi methi alu. Um, really, really good. I do have some news for you that I okay. think you might find. They're the uh, size of grape nuts. Like they're a little bit smaller than grape nuts, but they kind of have that look and texture to them. Yeah. Uh, people who are uh, allergic to peanuts or chickpeas sometimes have a, a reaction to fenugreek. Okay. Um, Thankfully, I'm not because I put a handful in my no, mouth. it's true. But uh, but I will say that fenugreek seeds can cause diarrhea, oh, dyspepsia, good. abdominal distension and flatulence <laughs> and perspiration and a maple-like smell to your urine or breast milk. So keep your eyes out for that, Marco. That's okay, not, so that I, was not my intention. I have a great <laughs> afternoon ahead of me. <laughs> but it's funny because it was also used in uh, in traditional medicine. To promote digestion, so sure. the same thing that could give you, uh, you know, stomach problems, promoted digestion. Um, it can reduce blood sugar levels for diabetics, but uh, there's not a lot of evidence out there. But this mm. is sort of like you know, in the old country, it's used for a, a variety of different things. But could you put this in a stock, my friend? I would not. Okay. Very, very okay. strong flavor. Very okay. strong flavor. This is when I'm making meat. Yep. Like a good. <sighs> meat, water you know? bison, uh, beef, lamb, goat, this kind okay. of stuff. I will grind this in my spice grinder. Okay. So I wasn't I wrong when I said this. this is something you would grind or or uh, you are with the okay, right. okay. You're 100 percent right. Right? It is a very strong flavor. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't show up like yeah. that. I always grind it mm-hmm. and I will add it along with cumin and coriander seeds and cloves and this kind of stuff to uh, to a curry like a lamb curry. Okay, and I find that's fantastic. Sometimes I'll put this in kebabs as well. Oh, yeah. Use it a strong, yeah, strong yeah. flavor, the, uh, but I'm, uh, uh, I'm a fan. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't use enough of this then. Well, it was uh, it was good to see you not get something. I'll say that. Well, I don't want to be I don't want to be petty. Fair but enough. it's enough with you guessing all the things well, correctly. It just huh? happened twice in a row. It probably <laughs> never happened again. I was like on a high for almost it was good. almost the whole month. It was good. Let's oh, bring you man. down to earth. Did you know? Did you like I'm going to get this. He's not going to get it or did you like you were like I said look it was going to go one or two ways. Either okay. me unbelievably impressed right. that you can recognize fenugreek. <laughs> Clearly you're or, not. Okay. <laughs> or uh, this was going to go as it went. Okay. Fair right. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I just want to remind our listeners, next week 
is Valentine's Day. We're going to have a cocktail that is for Valentine's Day. You're going to do some sort of food item that one can serve for Valentine's Day or or, or, or the day after Valentine's Day, okay, on the which is my favorite day. Yeah. But yeah, we're going to do something, you know, uh, lovers themed lovers. for the lovers. Yeah, the uh, lover episode. Yeah. If you're not a lover, uh, you might be able to become one using this drink and food that we uh, we recommend to you. I mean, no guarantees. And if you but, don't have a lover, make it for yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself, love yourself above all else. Because if you can't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. That's right. Uh, RuPaul right in front of me here, right? <laughs> Uh, I want to say this. Follow us on our social media, which is a podcast e-drink on all our social media, and we will give you hints on things we're going to bring to the Valentine's Day episode. So if you're like, I want to make the cocktail, but I don't know if I'll have that stuff, just look on our social media from now until the 14th, and you'll see. Well, I, I will make a point of telling you what alcohol to have Great on plan. hand. Okay? Great plan. So there you go. There you go. Ali, this was fun. It was good. It was Start good. We hit all the right buttons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good for you. We yeah. uh, stock is you know I'm going to make soups and curries down the line, which will have stock as a as a base. Uh, we called it the foundation. So mm-hmm. uh, so this is where we learn how to do stock and how easy it is. So when I, I mention add a stock into this curry or into this soup, no one's going to be like, "Well, how do you do that? What's that all about?" <laughs> right? Yeah, it's very very. Sound like my uncle. <laughs> um, if this is the foundation, I can't wait to taste the attic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it's go. not a it's not a smoky, steamy attic. It's a it's a nice one. <laughs> okay. It's been remodeled, this attic. All right, everyone. Until we love again. Right. We'll see you next week. We hope you got your fill of eat and drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at podcast eat drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs>